0: Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network.
1: Hello, my friends, and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. This podcast is the place to learn about healing, transformation, potential, and radiant living. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but please just call me Rachel. Thank you so much for listening and learning about true healing from the inside out. This episode is brought to you by The Rev with Rachel affiliate Source Code Meditation, an online education and meditation practice for awakening your higher brain and expressing your most radiant, authentic self. Go to the show notes to sign up for a free enlightening webinar with the creator, Dr. Michael Cotton. And I would love to stay connected with you. If you want updates about Rev with Rachel and living a Rev Life, please go to drrachelw.com, enter your name and email address, and I will send you Rachel's nine happiness and healing essentials. And please like Rev Life on Facebook. Today's episode is called Speak Your Truth with Don Coughlin. Dawn is an accomplished author, health and wellness coach, and expert in massage and aroma touch therapies. As an author of the chapter, Lessons from the Seat of My Bike, in the book, Speaking Your Truth, Volume 2, she shares her journey of self-discovery of life through her rides on her many bicycles. I'm looking forward to hearing about that. Through her story, Dawn encourages and inspires others to find their own bike, their vehicle for living life to the fullest, and once you find your aha moments, how to successfully stay on your positive path. She has learned firsthand how important it is to speak your truth at every moment of your life. For 18 years, Dawn has been a massage therapist, aromatouch therapy, and essential oil expert, encouraging others to stay healthy and age gracefully. Her motto that she lives by is, healthy is the new wealthy. Hi Dawn, welcome to the show.
0: Hi Rachel, thank you so much for having me.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to connecting with you. I had the honor to meet you recently at the E-Women Conference in Dallas, Texas. And, And I know kind of what we were talking about, healing and speaking your truth, really resonated at that moment, so I'm excited to share you with the listeners
0: today. Thank you. Thank you. It was fun to get to know you as well.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of richness in your bio, and I kind of almost want to break down and ask you questions (laughs) about that. But why don't you share a little bit about how you, you know, first got on this um, kind of healing journey and becoming a
0: therapist and um, helping others in that way? Well... It all stems actually from my childhood. Um, when I grew up, my mom was a natural health practitioner, and she saw clients out of our home. And I actually never had a traditional medicine cabinet. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we did go to the doctor, but if it was just a runny nose or a sore throat or you, know, you tripped and fell and had a bruise, um, she always had remedies that would help us. And so, as I like to say, I grew up on... Uh, liquid herbs and her own little remedies. I actually didn't know what aspirin and ibuprofen was I think until like middle school.
1: Oh wow that's cool. Yep. Uh, You know my experience in my family was more of the western medicine approach to our bodies and um, it was big a transformation for me now once I had children to kind of open up and learn more about like the emotions and the mind and the things you're talking about too. And so what kind of, um, kind of journey did you
0: go on from that point? I, um, actually had some health challenges. So mom helped me with some of those, um, as far as my kidney and getting that, uh, that healthy. And uh, had a lot of infections in that, but, um, I really didn't come around to, um, being like my mom, as they say, in my Mm -hmm. 20s, I I thought that really bad. I thought that was a bad thing to be like your mom. (laughs) um, I went about my way. It's when I started having children. But then I realized that when I had my two boys that, yeah, this stuff works. And so coming swinging back around, um, I was actually in a car accident and massage was part of my healing process. And I looked at my therapist one day and I said, you have the best job ever. You get to make people feel happy all day long. I want what you do. Oh, cool. So, uh, my younger son at the time was being um, tested for ADD and ADHD, and I knew there was another way to help him. So uh, that's why bone massage was to help him and transition out of what I was doing. It wasn't serving anyone. So became a therapist and started helping people.
1: Oh, I love that. I love, you know, just hearing about how people become, you know, into their passion and then expressing that and sharing that with with their families. It's a neat place to be. Um, you know, exploring and sharing other approaches to our body instead of like in my training, it was very focused on diet medicine diet exercise and medicine and to expand into other areas and have other experiences was uh life changing. But um so I would like to hear more about how you are describing the how we find our bike or finding that vehicle for living life to the fullest.
0: Awesome. Well my chapter, Lessons from the Seat of My Bike, um I'm going to humor you and just read the opening paragraph. Okay. As we go through life, we are offered many opportunities to learn lessons, usually appearing in the courses of everyday situations and circumstances. I've learned some of my most valuable and significant life lessons on the seat of my bicycle. In fact, the very first lesson I can remember presented themselves on the seat of my little green Schwinn bike. As a young girl, I faced learning how to ride it without training wheels. For the help of my dad, on a sunny summer afternoon, we ventured out on our big driveway to accomplish that feat. So my analogy of the bike is actually life. So when we get on our bikes of life, they travel through different paths. And what I have learned through my bicycles was, you know, your very first bike, learning how to ride that bike, that thrill, and how it empowers you to do something all by yourself. And so I, ch- I challenge people, I encourage people, and to have them remember that when you're going through a difficult time, remember how hard it was to remember how hard it was to learn how to ride a bike. And we thought it was the hardest thing in the world. And you look back and you're like, I was five or six of how old you were mm-hmm. when you learned how to ride a bike. And then you look at this feat in front of you that you're trying to accomplish this big, huge challenge. And you're like, mm, maybe it's not that hard. And you just take one step at a time. Or as I say in the book, you just keep pedaling until mm-hmm. you cross to that path. I would encourage people to, if they have a challenge in, um, to revert back to the speaking your truth part of the story is that I realized that in the self-discovery part of this, I really didn't know which chapter, <clears throat> excuse me, which section my chapter was going to land in. Mm. And when she told me of self-discovery, I thought, how perfect is that? I was discovering who I was at each bicycle of my life. And isn't that true with each situation in our life? I actually uh, went through a divorce and I thought that was this huge canyon that I didn't think I was going to be able to hop over. And I did. I made it through. And when you realize that you can keep puddling and keep moving forward, there's this spark and light inside of you that just ignites, that keeps you going. And you just want to bring your tribe with you and know that they can. Do it. And when I encourage people to speak their truth, it can be at any level of your life that you're at at this time. And I would would actually like to read a little quote from my friend Sarah Ann about speaking your truth. Mm -hmm. If there is one thing you come to be during this time on earth, be true to yourself. Rise up, stand up, and speak your truth. Whatever your truth is, speak it. Even if your voice cracks and the words wobble, there is no reason why you discover your truth and why your truth needs to be expressed through you. And you can never know this reason until you fully step in and begin to speak it. The more you speak into your truth, the more free your soul will feel. And that is so true. And um, even during the dark times, um, I will be the first one to admit that, yes, I have had depression. And I speak to that to know that it is an open topic with me, that I fell in that valley and then I rised out. And how I did that was reaching out for help and seeking You know, I am sad. How do I get out of this? Mm -hmm. And that is part of speaking your truth. And as I like to chat with people about speaking your truth, it's not being rude, obnoxious, or sassy. Mm -hmm. It's it's speaking in a way that as Brene Brown, I love her quote, her vulnerability uh, YouTube a lot because when we become vulnerable it is who we are and we can find out if others will speak their truth around us
1: so speaking your truth you know is a thing that showed up in my life and that I often held back or you know didn't speak up or speak my mind um and what really resonated with what you were speaking to was how it kind of frees your soul and it's it's funny I found like as I do that more and more like I kind of my kind of energy has increased and I feel like freer and lighter after yeah, sure sure. I do that it's it's an interesting experience when you kind of get a, really aware of the energy around around that you know, how, how has speaking your truth shown up in your life?
0: Um, well, as you say that it's more freeing for you, I realize that it has helped me um, set boundaries as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, with other people. And as they speak their truth, if it doesn't resonate with me or um, jive with me, that's fine. I just move on or bless them and send them on their way. Um, Maybe, you know,
1: setting boundaries isn't something a lot of, you know, we're not raised with that conversation, you know, but what does that kind of mean when you say setting boundaries with
0: people? Setting boundaries for me, I realized that, that I, if I see a moral or a value come out in a person that doesn't agree with me, I'm not going to fight them on it. I'm not going to try to change their mind. Um, I guess I would offer another way of thinking, which would, or another way of seeing the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when that is done to me, it is very enlightening. And um, rather than me telling that person, you know, hey, this is what I think or I believe or I do. Have you thought of this or another way of looking at something? And if, if that boundary is just, if it's a tough boundary for me, um, I just, I, I move on. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I bless them and um, like, cause we're all at different levels of our journey
1: Yeah, and I think that's so important because, you know, the people we surround ourselves, we can kind of, like, rise together or it can kind of be de-energizing, too.
0: Correct, yes. And when we filter through that and want to level up, if you will, and bring those people with us, um, it's if they're willing to come with us, is the the challenge. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I find that so true, and I've had experiences. It's not always easy to kind of have those conversations, or you know, su- you know, suggest something if someone really just wants you to listen, but you don't really uh, resonate with it or agree with you know things. Um, then that's I would say that's been one of my kind of more challenging things at this point in my life, is having those like those. Tougher conversations that I I'm aware of that it is really about me speaking my truth, you know, and a sharing yeah. of my values, and then sometimes it's not always received, <laughs> you know.
0: That's okay. Yeah, because you were able to say what your truth was, whatever mm-hmm. situation. I mean, it could be as simple as your laundry soap, you know. <laughs> lied about it and um I try not to take life too seriously um and when I wrote my book I went uh, with a girlfriend to her cabin we dumped both of our stories she's actually in this book as well Mm. and um we realized how freeing it was just to get the story out of our head and onto the paper and Mm. I really encourage that for everyone, even though if you don't feel like you're a writer or you're want to write a book or any, I didn't want to write a book. I wasn't um, even thinking I was going to be in the book. And um, when we decided to do this, I thought, oh my gosh, this is so freeing. Just like you said, Rachel, it Mm -hmm. is putting it out there and knowing that, um, Our words may help someone someday that if they're going through a hard time or they have a flat tire in life, if you will, Mm -hmm. that you can change that tire and pump it back up or fix it and get back on that bike and ride. And I say often in the story, feel the sun on my face and the wind in my hair. Mm. and when I remember that saying you know if I'm stuck in traffic or somebody cut me off or something I just look up and say okay the sun's on my face the winds in my hair I'm on my ride you know good and um you would ask me to give something to people to help them remember to get back on their path. And I guess that would be it, is to have something that you can say to yourself, like look up to the sun and feel the sun on your face and the wind in your hair. That always, it's a shift in thinking. Um, You had mentioned I work a lot with essential oils, or if I smell an oil, it just shifts your thinking to know that, everything's going to be okay mm-hmm. and then I'm not going to let this one traffic jam of my day ruin it yeah I might tell two or three people but then oop, it's done you move on
1: yeah <laughs> oh I love that you uh the way you speak and um share your analogy it's very descriptive like yeah, I just loved uh picturing that you know it's so that is such an important image, like with the flat tire, we can change it or pump it back up and keep moving. That's awesome.
0: I did a, a talk as well, and I used like the handlebars in life, what steers you, mm. the frame of the bike, what holds you together, your friends, your family, um, your, your work support, work, and then the tires, you know, what holds you all together. And then the puddles, what moves you forward? So those little analogies that um, is your bicycle of life. I love that. How did that come to you? Um, Just through writing the story. And I love to ride myself, which Uh um, at the end of the story, I say that I lost my bike was hung on a hook for several years while the boys were in school. And one day I walked into the garage and I looked up and I saw my bike hanging on a hook and I was horrified. Mm -hmm. I said, we need to dust this thing off. And um, I started riding again and with the encouragement of a couple of friends, you know, I picked a hill and she said, okay, we're gonna make it to the top of that. And again, I felt like I was learning how to ride the bike again. I mm-hmm. so didn't know if I could get to the top of the hill. I live in Colorado, so our hills are a little bit bigger than um, when I grew up in Michigan. So okay. <laughs> when I say hill, it's like a slight mountain, so now we have elevation gains here. So um, I made it to the top, and it was one of those, you turn around and look back down at the hill, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I made it. Mm. So I just encourage you know everybody whatever it is that you're going through, take those little steps and the little pedals and push yourself forward, because it can't be as bad as staying at the starting
1: line. Oh gosh, I love that. What well, you how you speak is very inspiring, Don. Thank you. <laughs> so I know you're in your bio. You say your motto is "healthy
0: is the new wealthy." So yes. what does that mean to you? That is something that I'm working on. Uh, with uh, entrepreneur RX for you is helping entrepreneurs stay healthy as they launch and grow their business. So I came up with that little motto on a shirt. I cannot take credit for it. It was on a shirt. I bought a little workout shirt. Mm -hmm. I'm going to steal this. (laughs) um, It's just a great little way to um, help people remember that if they don't stay healthy, their business can't grow.
1: Yeah. I mean, we need our body <laughs> exactly. to be able to bring our message and our purpose into the world. So that's, that's self-care and um, taking care of ourselves is so important. What are, if you could share like a few of your favorite kind of tools or, um, you know, I know you, you speak about massage and essential oils. Um, what do you love to incorporate into your, your healthy? My healthy, my
0: daily routine, Um, I drink a lot of water, which is really important. I know it sounds silly and basic 101 that we should all know that. Um, But general rule of thumb is you take your body weight in half, and that should be your ounces of water Mm -hmm. that you need daily. And some people, when I tell them that, they're like, oh, my gosh, I never knew. So just by increasing your water can increase your energy level and help you sleep mm. as well. and sleep is a whole nother topic. We could do another day if you'd like. Yeah. But, um, it's one of my favorite topics. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But, and the gut, you really need to keep your gut, your digestive system healthy. It is where 70% of your immune system starts. And... um so I really try to keep that healthy and clean. And in herbal medicine school, which I'm just wrapping up, so excited. Mm, cool. We are learning to keep the channels of elimination clear. So that is your skin, your respiratory, your digestion, your uh, colon, just to keep those pathways open. And... Um, As long as those are working properly, your body should be optimal health. This is perfect for back to school and going into the fall season.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that you mentioned sleep because, you know, when my kids were little, I, I had, you know, heard about, you know, other friends having sleep issues with their little babies and things. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't do that. I can't get up multiple times a night. <laughs> and so I got this book, um, healthy sleep habits, happy child. And I, I, I made that a priority that consistency and, um, early bedtime, um, for them. And they are well, like they have not missed a day of school. They, you know, when other people are like, Oh, everybody's sick and this and that. And we just, we have not experienced that. Um, you know, with any kind of regularity. So I I really encourage people to focus on that sleep aspect because, I mean, I know how I feel. If I don't get enough sleep, you can imagine how a kid's feeling when they're, like, trying to grow and learn and be active and all that. We need that for rejuvenation.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So anything else you'd like to speak to today?
0: Well, of course I can go on and on. But thank you for having me and chat about my little chapter. And I'm actually um, working on making it its own book to break. Oh, cool! Of the bikes and the analogy of my life and some lessons, and hopefully it'll shed some light for people going through similar situations and helping them move on when you come to the fork in the road which path do you take and all that good stuff
1: yeah and I like how you speak in your bio of self-discovery of life
0: discovery is um amazing you know I kind of lost myself and my children growing up and I forgot who I was Mm. and um I was telling my mom this actually realized that when I was writing my story that I would get up every morning before the kids got up, got myself ready, dressed for the date, and then they would get up and we would have breakfast. They never saw me with messy hair or no makeup, or mm-hmm. which I never realized that was important to them. And I just, you know, it's the funny things in life that you find out that I guess I could have done differently, but that's what I... As I say, we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and we do the best we can with what we've got.
1: Yeah, but what a beautiful journey to be on of self-awareness and, you know, discovering what, what is really important to us and what do we care about and how do we move through life.
0: With awareness know, definitely. Conscious, as I say.
1: Yeah. So if any of our listeners would like to connect with you to, you know, learn more about your book or how to get it um, or how maybe you might have information for them to support them in their, their health and well being, how would you like for them to do that?
0: Oh, thank you, Rachel. I will give you my email address. Okay. It is urbanessentialoils essential oils at gmail.com. Perfect. And that will be in the show notes as well. Any last um, tidbit? I guess um, I came up with the healthiest, the new wealthy for my entrepreneurs, but that goes with anyone. Um, as we get older, the quality of life is your wealth. And if you can move with your body and your mind, you will have the best life ever.
1: Oh, I love that. Quality of life is the wealth. That's perfect. Thank you so much, Don.
0: Rachel have a wonderful
1: day you too it's been nice to connect Thank you. hey listeners my new book radiantly free recreating life and health from the radiance of you is on amazon chapter by chapter it will help you to free the mind free the body free the soul free you free our potential on and on my hope is that it speaks to your soul and helps you heal and become free from the inside out I have an app that will support you on your journey to inner healing and radiance. You can download it at rachelapp.com and subscribe for more features, including my daily recreators, power words for retraining your mind, and get special push notifications from me with quotes and other messages for your healing journey. With that, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love.